0: Welcome to Out to Lunch, the podcast in which I take fascinating people out for a slap-up lunch And all they have to do is be witty and sparkling and tell me all their secrets I'm in a Spanish restaurant called Bizarro in Bermondsey Street in London It's called Bizarro because the chef's name is Jose Pizarro And it's a Spanish restaurant because he's from Spain So that all seems pretty straightforward Today, my guest is one of Britain's most popular stand-up comedians. He's been on the circuit for 30 years. He's been a regular on Mock the Week, The Graham Norton Show, Stand-Up Britain, and Al Murray's Great British Pub Quiz, and has a niche sideline in adventuring programs, sometimes with his close pal, Dara O'Brien. He's even won an actual award for Best Supporting Actor in a Feature Film, which is precisely one more award than I've ever won. He is, of course, Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. Adrian Emerson, do a- you,
1: sir. A
0: delightful to see you. And you. And
2: I had to always. look at when we last saw each other. Do you know what it was? It was the Phil McIntyre Christmas party. Ah. And you had just come from a dinner and had had the news that you were going to be in a Star Wars movie.
0: Ah, <sighs> did I tell people? I mean, you were certainly did telling me, and I was very
2: excited <laughs> for you.
0: After, after i just signed a yeah. very
2: heavy NDA. And you were delighted, as you should Yeah. Be. I, I would say the day I found out I was going to be in a Star Wars movie, I would probably not remember who else I met <laughs> later that evening. <laughs> By the way, this is this is Peter.
3: Hi, Hi Peter. Who's, who's, going uh, to, um, nice
0: to who's going to feed us and, and drink us mm. th- this lunchtime.
3: I will, uh, I will start in a, in a very Spanish way. Uh, Spanish, uh, with With a few pica pica small dishes. Definitely, we have a bit of jamones in Kohota <laughs> uh, over here. Paired with a little bit of uh, manzanilla sherry. Do like I love a sherry.
0: And I'm... then we will move you on to some tasty
3: dishes, a bit of octopus, a bit of cantabrian anchovies, oh, yeah. with some white wine, and then we'll finish you with a very good tuna from Galdira.
2: Everything all right with you in no? that? All of that. Food? That sounds all a nicely m- mixture of surf and turf there. Do you so. eat all the food groups? You know what? It's vegetables are ones I always struggle with. They? That's where yeah. I get really picky. <laughs> right.
0: When did you first go out to lunch? For a slap-up meal in the middle of the day.
2: Do you know what? I think it might have been in Melbourne, but I remember going to a place called the Stoke House in St Kilda and having duck risotto. Brilliant. it was lovely.
0: You you were successful fairly quickly, weren't you?
2: I I came to London in 94 to do open mic. Yeah, it was certainly within two years I was scraping a living, which
0: was pretty pretty quick. It's strange what you did. And what what your generation did? There was a kind of um, thing called the comedians on telly in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. With the sort of yeah, Bernard sure. yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, exactly, and they kind yeah. of. And the, the Frank whiffle. Carson so, and yeah. Some of it was funny. Some of it was just frankly misogynistic and racist. Sure, sure. And then you lot sort of took it over and just bent it a different way, and everyone said, "No, hey,
2: it's 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 all right, stand up yeah. comedy." I think of the the generation above me. Which would have been for of stand-ups, which would have been people like Arnold Brown, Jeremy Hardy, Jenny Clare, obviously Ben Elton. You know that they would have been. You know the people. They were the people who actually did that, who actually yeah. took stand-up yeah. and went and, and and wrested it away from from Ben from, and from that, as 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 it were, ah, and killed yeah. killed kill Benny Hill. <laughs> Apparently so. I think you find that was your friend Ben Elton did that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. These, is that our
0: wine? I think these are our sherries. Here we
2: are. This is a are we supposed to are we supposed to wait for the food to come with them though?
0: Let's not bother. Cheers. Cheers. This is a
3: Hmm.
0: Oh, it's very nice. I love a sherry.
2: I don't really drink a sherry. Do you know what I do like though? <laughs> is I like the existence of sherry.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I love a whiskey that's been aged in a sherry cask.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So the the, uh, the existence of sherry is something I appreciate.
0: Jennifer and I went to Seville earlier this year and we, um, we had a tour around the, uh, one of the sherry places. And um, we, we developed a fine, thank you very much, fine appreciation. And uh, we've drunk a lot of it since. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, you were just travelling around Spain, you and Jennifer were. Mm. Was, uh, did you think, this is a far cry from a fistful of traveller's cheques? It's
0: certainly more money.
2: I found myself thinking about that the other day. fistful of traveller's cheques. Yeah. That was the one where you... I you think it is was the same one where that was you, Billy
0: Belfont, the man with no name.
2: <laughs> what was the one where you were take your clothes off?
0: Yeah, that's... that's that was the same fistful. episode. Yeah. It was another yeah. character
2: you were playing in the same one, no?
0: No, I'm, a, I'm just the one character. I'm the, I'm the English
2: bullfighter. Just pulling c- out a knife, going take your clothes off. But it doesn't generate because isn't she Australian in that? And yeah. there's just that bit where you meet up again, and she just goes, "Oh, that's take your clothes off." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that since it was broadcast, like the first or second time. I don't watch any. But for some reason, it just—I don't know why—it just came back to me the other day.
0: Yeah. Do you watch a lot of your stuff, mate?
2: Yeah. I'll get home from a game, and I'll sit down and I'll watch something like. Yeah. That I like, whatever I'm busy Just to at kind of
0: decompress.
2: Yeah, But yeah. I watch a of t- drama. Like I'm watching Yellowstone at the moment, for instance. Yeah. But and after that, I'll just have a flick around, and it's usually Dave. Yeah. And there will be usually an episode of Mock of the Week on Dave. <laughs> usually there'll be a bit of you. And there's a good, there's a one in three chance it's me.
0: Yeah. And you
2: always play. And then on that, on or... that, there's a one in three chance it'll be a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I did. I found myself just last night, on, just tuning in at the end of one. And having a giggle, because I'd forgotten the jokes. I know there's a lot. there was a certain amount of cheating involved, as with every yeah. panel show. Yeah. But a lot of time you are coming up with stuff on for the moment. Yeah. And so you forget it. It's, it comes out your mouth. And, and as quickly as you say it, it's gone. Believe it or not, I have the same sense of humour as myself. As yourself. So
0: you're the perfect audience yeah. for your own jokes.
2: Whatever it was I thought was funny at the time, I yeah. probably, a yeah. few years later, will also still find that
0: quite funny. I've written my autobiography recently, and I've had mm. to... I had to go and look at some stuff to see what it was. because mm-hmm. so I hadn't seen the young one since it happened. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprise. surprised. In my mind, it's always a bit crap. It's, it's kind of full of, you know, rubbishy bits. Yeah. Puppets and uh,
2: strange others, other sketches. But the, the bits with the boys were quite funny. I remember watching it at the time and loving it. And I remember my mother hating us. That's, because, that's always a good reason to watch yes, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember her thinking, of, oh, they just think it's funny to call everybody a bastard. <laughs> you, you'd say it I don't know, because you sound so English the way he say it. <laughs> they all think it's so funny to go around calling call everybody a bastard all the time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, you here we are. Really to you. That's all right. With your uh, yes. manzani over there, you've got some jamon croquetas. Croquetas. Right, a bit of jamon and No, Oh, and it looks delicious,
3: doesn't and it? And some pan con tomate to go with. Marvellous.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Beautiful. What's your so This is just of... tomatoey bread, it's not yeah, quite bruschetta, is not, it? No, it's not, It's kind more of... of a tomatoey paste into the bread, which suits me better than yeah. actual lumps of tomato. There's,
0: there's less balancing involved, isn't there? Mm-hmm. This is just, yeah, absolutely, this, this is the, the finest stuff made with um, yeah. acorn-fed yeah. pigs.
2: This is what going on holiday's about. Yeah. Just eating cured meat. I felt I did catch it, very hot. <laughs> right, okay, I'll be careful re-watching the young ones now that it's no longer shocking to say bastard on the tv yeah that the, the, my mother might have had a point about about the use of the word bastard
0: there was a weird thing happened with swearing altogether in in popular culture i remember when the mm. sex pistols yeah. erupted on on, on Ted yeah, Grundy's yeah. show Ted Grundy Bill Grundy, Bill Grundy. and we also thought and we, we didn't see it because it was in London we were in Manchester but I remember reading the transcript in the paper next to mm. and thinking, God, this is just... How powerful are these yeah, yeah.
2: words? <laughs> are. You know?
0: And um, there was only... There was only about two fuckers and a and a bastard yeah. in it, you know, and a shitter. And then what
2: was particularly funny was that... And then was, he tossed in, you rotter. <laughs> yeah, you rotter! <laughs> you rotter. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like he's on Dixon and <laughs> Doc Green or something. <laughs> you fucking rotter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you sort of... Richard Curtis kind of up the ante with um, the beginning of Four weddings, weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he got about 11 fucks and fuckities in mm-hmm.
3: it
0: in quick succession. And at the same time, we, we weren't allowed to use any words on the onwards at all, which is why yeah. the, the, the bastards are limited. Mm. I'll tell your mother. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll tell you. We didn't really get the bastards till bottom. Um, we had to things like say for things like farty breath and...
2: Uh, oh no, there was, remember. You, you, you were, come on, how many times did Rick call you an utter 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 bastard? Yeah, oh yeah. It's in there.
0: Are you a sweary one?
2: Yeah, I am. I've seen and a, it's just part of my vernacular. I've seen
0: a compilation of your swearing. Yeah. It's quite nice.
2: I did do a thing, here where I just put like together just all the swear words yeah. from from one of my DVDs, as, as yeah. you, you know, we refer to as a spectral. You work fairly constantly there, didn't you? Yes.
0: Is that pleasant or do you get bored of it?
2: I do enjoy the job, for the most part. I'd like to not have to do it, maybe. Maybe it would be nice to... But I think if I'll I not was... not do as much of it.
3: Yeah.
2: I go and see somebody who's more successful than me and I think, OK, this. If I could just do this.
0: Yeah. And only have to do it this Who's mission, that? You know. Who, 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 who are you going to see? Who's more successful than me? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of people who are successful no, than but me. But you know what but I mean? Everyone's, everyone's got someone who's their nemesis.
3: Mine's Gary Oldman, in my I went to so many
0: auditions, and Gary Oldman would be in the Mm room as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, no one. No, there isn't. I don't have one like that.
2: I don't have a. I don't have a, oh, if if things had gone differently, I'd have his career and like that, you know. There's never any lid, is there? No. I don't think. If I had Daryl O'Brien's career, I'd want John Bishop's career. If I had John Bishop's career, I'd want Ricky Gervais's career. If I had Ricky Gervais's career, I'd want Ben Stiller's You know what I mean? There's no... You're never really happy, are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a dismal, yeah. <laughs> dismal future for More everyone. More wine, please! Now here in Burmese is this a kind of um, regular haunt for no, you down here?
2: No, this is not. Do we want to a
0: bit of um, comedy trivia?
2: Yeah, I go, I always.
0: I passed it at the bottom of the street. There's uh, Peter Layton's Glassworks and his brother is George Layton. From it uh, ain't our Hot Mum. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But other than that, it's a rather a comedy connection. It's, it's, a, it's rather groovy street, with the White mm-hmm. Cube in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. You, you grew up in around Dublin, obviously.
2: Yeah. Well, I grew up in a place called Swords near yeah. Dublin Airport.
0: Yeah. And then you you went to uni. And do you, living here, do you feel sort of different? Do you feel like home is somewhere else?
2: No, not anymore. Definitely, this is this is my home. I am reminded of being foreign occasionally. An English person will just say something... like, that's a bit Irish. (laughs) But that's one that rankles me. Yeah. There's a new one that i actually talk about in my... in my new show. is the term Irish goodbye. This is a phrase that's been around... I first heard the phrase four years ago. It's when you leave without saying goodbye. And it's obviously an English term because it's not what Irish people do. Irish people do the complete opposite. When my dad leaves a pub, we have to wait while he says goodbye (laughs) to fucking everybody. You know, he'll say goodbye to people he didn't know. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing, if I, it was, it was a, apparently there was a Lord Mayor of Dublin called Alfie Byrne, whose trademark was that everywhere he went he would shake hands with everybody before he left the pub. So, so he, my yeah. mum would say it about me dad, he's like, oh yeah. we have to wait because he's doing Alfie Byrne. You know. <laughs> it, it, it's a very Irish thing to do, to say goodbye. And it's a very English thing to do, to assign an, or to attribute the term Irish to something that's not Irish at all.
0: Yeah. The English are very good at upsetting everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's our,
0: it's our biggest strength. Hmm. What do you reckon to this place?
2: So far, so good. Lovely to yeah. meet yeah. you. Like, I just feel like I'm on holiday.
0: The actual chef is here today. He's got quite a number of these restaurants.
2: I always think that's, that's a very interesting concept of, of, of a famous chef opens a restaurant and then... Opens another one. And then, yeah, and then isn't the chef. Yeah. Like... is the executive chef. Yeah, to what extent... <clears throat> Do you yeah. still, can you still say it's, that go? It's, it's it's their restaurant?
0: Well, I suppose it's their menu, isn't it? It's their choices.
2: Yeah,
0: but even if they're not cooking. Yeah, but even, even, <laughs> I think that's more even, cooking. even the star chefs won't be cooking, will <laughs> they? They'll be in the kitchen, sort mm. of at the pass, mm. kind of saying, and that's not good enough, send it back.
2: That the things are all can, still can, done to their exacting standards. You can delegate that sort of stuff, right. I suppose. It's not like I, I know could... what you
0: mean. There is, there's a certain amount of remove that, that can't be tolerated.
2: It's not like I could open a bakery and exclusively sell stuff that's from one of Mary Berry's books. I don't get to say that it's yeah. Mary Berry's bakery, though.
0: Or could you send another Ed Burnett? <laughs> I've got three or four Ed Burns. Maybe,
2: maybe get my, <clears throat> my sons, when they're older, to, to tour as a, as a tribute act.
0: Yeah. Have you ever taken your parents out to lunch? Have my parents well? Yes, I yeah. have,
2: yeah. Absolutely.
0: What was that, lad? Like? When you... I think the first time that, I would have...
2: That, that, that's a sign of great success, I think. Yeah. I was living in Battersea, and this would have been 1998. Yeah. And I remember taking my parents to the wine bar that was just on the corner. It was, it was uh, Leithwaite Road. And it was just on the corner of Battersea Rise. I think it was a wine bar, I think it was called Number One. And I remember my dad, like, almost just hammering up going, this is an awful dear pub. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember being able to pay, and it not hurting my bank balance, yeah. and, and my dad thinking that the prices were outrageous. Yeah. And all of that, you know, felt like a, like a milestone. Yeah. Did you
0: feel like you'd overtaken your parents? I
2: wouldn't go that far. Like I did do, I did a show at the, at the Fringe uh, back in 08 and 09 called Different Class, which is all about that thing of neither feeling working class nor middle class. It's a subject that's ripe for, for, for comedy. It's
0: a very hard thing to, to sort of get away from, isn't it?
2: I think a lot of comedy does thrive on awkwardness, doesn't it? And being a fish out of water and, and, yeah. and, and difficulty making sense of things. I look at people who are either avowedly middle class or avowedly working class, and I'm quite jealous of them because they always just seem to be very comfortable in their skin and in their setting. You know, where I live now, near sort of Saffron Walden, that sort of area, it's just full of people who are incredibly middle class. and
3: perfectly
2: happy with it. And are your children very have, different have to have no qualms about the type of school they're would, sending their child to. Would or you, you have you you know?
0: recognised your children when you were? Because they're teenagers, aren't they?
2: Well, they're 11 and 12. Yeah. They're not teenagers. Would you yeah, recognise yeah. them when you were 11 and 12? Would you? Th- I mean, just the fact that they have English accents is yeah. enough to deal with. Yeah. You know, do you think they'll
0: get into comedy?
2: It's. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm no, practicing. if they went into the comedy, that would be fine with me. My younger son, Magnus. I. I. Genuinely, I have hopes that he'll be the next Vin Diesel. He enjoys acting, but he's also really sporty and. Yeah. He's. A... He has a drive his father absolutely does not have.
0: Except that you have won an award for acting.
2: <laughs> I have won. You have won an award, You have one obsc- more award than I have won for I, acting. Yeah, but I have won the most obscure <laughs> acting award. There he is. And yet you, you brag about it on your website. <laughs> because it's <so laughs> obscure acting. Or it
0: it's the funniest. I, I have to say, there's no hint of irony in the way it's, it's, it's is it, posted on your website. On your it, 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 it looks it like, yes, she's an award-winning actor. Award-winning as well. actor. I might <laughs> just
2: say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, I am. What yeah. was it for? It was for a film called Are You Ready for Love. It's one of the few things I've been in that I haven't actually watched. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh,
0: Do you think it's rubbish?
2: I don't think it was good. No. no, I didn't feel like it was a good thing when I did it. Um, this is the greatest way to win an award. And yet yeah, I won an award for it. Yeah, it, won, yeah. it won, I won. I won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. At the Monaco International Festival of Nonviolent Film. Nonviolent, non-violent film. Nonviolent film. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being on the Graham Norton show. I'm jealous. Of with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he had just done. Uh, um, Tropic Thunder, and yeah. there's even that scene I don't remember in Tropic Thunder where it's like Academy Award winner Kirk Lazarus and MTV Best Kiss Award winner, <laughs> and it was like that. Yeah, that was the award I had.
3: Well, here we so, are slowly in a Spanish style. This Labelous. is escillas. Uh, they are raw blueberry prawns. Raw blueberry prawns. Okay. Just squeeze that lime on top of it a little bit. Uh-huh. And I have a wine. Uh, mm. Okay.
2: So these are absolutely raw.
3: Absolutely raw. We still, wrong still wrong. obviously, you don't eat the whole no, thing. No, no, the don't blow the heads, tail no. off.
2: Don't Just eat the head. There we go. This
3: is a Chakoli grape variety from the Basque mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is Thank it slightly, uh, slightly, 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 pétillon. Pétillon. like a Frisanti? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Petillon.
0: Because
3: they were in
0: France. Petillon, very good. In France. <laughs> That's very nice. It's lovely.
3: No, what I was it, it again? The, the wine. Chablis. Chablis.
0: marvellous Thank you. We have some food um, parallels. Okay. You won a technical award at the Bake Offs. I think I have. I won the episode. Did you not win your
2: episode? I didn't win my episode. Martha Carney won won no. that episode. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, she had a beehive cake at the end. that was an absolute showstopper. Whereas my carrot cake uh, was raw in the middle. Yeah. And terribly unfinished. Paul Hollywood said that's raw in the middle. Yeah. I said, I wanted to create a range of textures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you did very well on Best Home Cook, though.
2: I got to episode five. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I won it? the technical bake on the episode of Bake Up, I was on with a lemon meringue pie, and then I got kicked out of the celebrity Best Home Cook because my lemon meringue pie fell apart. It was one of the funny I, i actually off camera broke into fits of almost hysterical laughter after we'd finished the dish and then we all had to sit and wait while they sort of they just sort of you know they do like a close-up filming yeah. of it there's a good and was just, hour it you there. and it was just spreading over the over the table and i just and others are still sitting there going oh i hope mine's good enough and i'm like did you see mine yeah and i just started to laugh because it was just so ludicrous the fact that at the end i still tried to do the little blowtorchy thing, <laughs> just, to, just to scorch the top of the meringue, <laughs> and to just, just sat just on this kill it off. ever-widening pool. <laughs> uh, uh, ever there's polishing <laughs> of so that was polishing. Yeah, well it is now. It was, it was so funny to me.
3: Hey, those are delicious, food.
2: I like those raw prawns. Thank you very
3: much. See, we we've got octopus with oh. radicchio and blood orange. Blood orange and octopus and these uh, are
2: cantabrian anchovies, the black anchovies, with our Jose Pizarro olive oil. Beautiful. It looks like a work of art. Swimming in um, oil. Yeah, you can have my share of the raw prawns. You don't like the raw prawns? I've, I've had a couple of... Yell it. He's <laughs> trying um, to the... get his <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not to my taste. No, just, no I'm just he's, joking. he's joking, joking. He We're doesn't like raw prawns. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm just saying you can have my... Sh- I've he's, tried it. He's not no. experimental. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> want to tell anyone. It's not... You're <laughs> getting me in trouble. No, no, no. Didn't need no, to say anything. <laughs> no. I'm not... Yeah, don't, uh, I'm I don't... They're no, delicious. I mean, see, that's why I quietly suggested you have them mm. while I have the cooked octopus, which is delish.
1: Hi there, I'm Ollie. I'm the executive producer on Out to Lunch and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Imagine you had the time it takes to have lunch, gifted to you each day, an extra hour. What would you do with that time? For me personally, after listening to Out to Lunch in a swanky new restaurant, I'd love to spend more time actually sampling the food there myself. Now, a lot of us wish we had more time, but in reality, if something is really important, then we make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. It can help you clear your head and take control of your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Plus, it's entirely online to save those precious minutes. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Out to Lunch. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com, slash Out to Lunch.
2: There's a lot happening these days but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday, so follow The 7 right now.
0: Dearest Lunchers, just to let you know that after you've finished listening to this, there's more. Yes, more. Join me over on The Digestivo where you can hear your favourite guests tell us their top five restaurants in the world. Yes, that's in the world. That's potentially 60 restaurant recommendations from our special guests. And let me tell you, they know a thing or two about dining out. The Digestivo is also the place where we squeeze in some of the juicy extras that we didn't have room for in our regular episodes. For just £2.99 a month, you can get all that and every episode completely ad-free. Way less than the price of an actual Digestivo. This is the sort of thing you could be missing.
2: I remember about halfway through going, I really right now (laughs) would just like something that tastes like what it looks like. I want what I see to match what I'm eating.
0: See? Start your free trial of the Digestivo now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Out to Lunch show page on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you about your food experiences from the most heavenly to the most excruciating. Just email lunch at sonymusic.com. Right then, back to the chat.
2: Do you ever feel guilty about the food you eat.
0: It was a bit when the kids were small. My daughter said to me, um, we were having Sunday lunch, we were having a roast chicken. And she said, and she said um, this, this chicken, she said, is it,
2: is it,
0: is it a hen? <laughs> and I said, yes. And she said, oh, why are we eating a hen? I sort of agreed with her. No. So we went vegetarian, well, I did. And I, I sort of lasted for a year of sort of being vaguely pescatarian.
2: Right. But I love meat. Yeah, see, I do too. And I do sometimes... I think pigs are the worst one that we... Because, because... they're very intelligent. There's no... You may, you may as well be eating a dog. <laughs> no, seriously. You may as well be eating a the dog. They're... They, they they are just as easy to domesticate. They're probably brainy, actually, that. aren't they? Yeah. And I just feel bad, but... It's just well.
0: just the toilet habits that are kind of... Make them untrainable for mm.
2: Like octopus. I've, uh, I've never eaten dog. No, I've eaten horse. No, I, I ate yeah. horse in Russia. On purpose. Yeah, knowingly eating horse. Well, I was starving, and it was what was yeah. what was for dinner.
0: Was that on one of your adventurous? Yeah, programs. it was. Um,
2: myself and Andy Parsons did. Um,
0: you sort Ghost of developed of a, a, a kind of second strand to your career in. Instead sort of adventuring
2: I I or you're adventuring, well, I think
0: you call some
2: of it. I did a couple, I'd say, me and Andy did World's Most Dangerous <laughs> Roads, and myself and Dara did a couple of uh, adventure travel shows. Yeah. And then, yeah, then that was it, really. You do a lot of stuff with Dara, don't you? Well, we haven't done in a while. Yeah. You know, we just, over the years, we just worked together, you know, unreal, not realising I was just... Uh, Inviting the man who would, who would eventually completely usurp me as the go-to Irish guy on <laughs> British TV. You're
0: a best man at each other's weddings. Indeed,
2: indeed. But yeah, it is nice having a <laughs> comedian as your best man. It's, it was very, at funny. Least the speeches, One time. Are the speeches are good. Speeches are good. We went to myself and my wife went to another wedding, and a guy, the guy, the guy made a very good best man speech. He was a lawyer. And afterwards, my wife goes, Yeah,
1: wouldn't it be great to be
2: friends with someone who was a lawyer? Because they'd do a really good best man speech, wouldn't they? And I went, yeah. Or maybe a professional fucking comedian. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that hosts Mock the Week.
0: <laughs> when you d- discovered doing your best man speech for
2: him, well, it wasn't that it, I got my I got Mock well, the Week through doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had already well, been a comedian for some years. I'd, yeah. I'd been, I had All been nominated. Right. I've, re- I've read the story. No, wrong no, I. I had been, I had done the Royal Variety performance. Oh, good gracious! I had yeah. done. I had been nominated for you know best stand up at the British Comedy Awards. You won an acting award. I hadn't. I hadn't won an acting award at this point. Yeah. Uh, I had been in two terrible sitcoms at this point. A, a British one and an Irish one. Yeah. You know, I already had a, very much had a career, and then I got up and I made a speech which I told a story about the time Dara brought the police to my house by right, druggingly flagging them down thinking they were a cab. The, the producer was there and yeah. said, oh, you should come on the show and tell that story. And I, no, I said, yeah, but the one part of me was slightly annoyed, <laughs> like he hadn't spotted you I so far. You, you know I am a comedian. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he knew who I he was aware of that. But I think he just saw that. And he felt that it was a dynamic that the show, up until that point, was lacking. Was that kind of badinage between the comics.
3: Yeah. That it wasn't of taking the dinged. piss out
2: of each other. Right. Oh, here we
3: go. Here we go. we mm. got here our signature oh. dish. That oh, is that. pork. It's the Iberian acorn-fed pork. It's called pressa. It's the shoulder of the black pea. Mm-hmm. It's like a steak medium well and uh, we serve it with two sides, roasted red bell peppers Mm and roasted potatoes. Baby. Very nice. And I would recommend you to have a glass of Rioja, a tempranillo, Marquez de Vargas, which will complement very well that steak.
0: Beautiful. That looks amazing. Taking the food analogy, you're sort of, you're still in the main course of your life. And career,
2: mm. yeah, but the meat's going cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still sitting there. And are, you, I'm quite are, you, full. are you still?
0: Are you still picking at that extra roast potato? I am.
2: I am wondering. I'm, I have. I've already got my oh. eye on dessert. Have you? <laughs>
0: yeah. And what does dessert look like? I mean, have you got a plan for dessert?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm wondering at this point if my career has a third act in it. Or are we just. Are we just. The way into, about stand up is. Stand
0: up is the same thing, isn't it? D- just, is it a problem that.
3: It is.
2: That
0: but, you're starting your it, middle and your, it's always going to be you with a mic on stage. Yeah,
2: but a oh, career can still. I mean, if you think of Tina Turner yeah. was, uh, was, was just a singer, but she had a massive career and then was nowhere, yeah. and then had another massive career that was even bigger that was, and, and was even more unlikely because of the age she was when she had that second massive career.
0: So you're about to go out on the road again. I am, you
2: see, so, and I have a new show that I'm, you know, yeah. I've just started with, which is a bit of a departure as it is. Why is it different? Well, because it's quite serious. Is it? <laughs> yeah. My little brother died last year. And he was a comedy director and he was a comedy writer. And so, and it's about him. It's about him. It's about me dealing with his death. Really. Yeah. It's it's so it's about grief. And it's about finding, it's called Tragedy Plus Time. And it's a, it's, it's, essentially it's the story of the darkest joke I ever told. Which is a, a comment I made to my mother. Yeah. After the death of. My brother, uh, and it's a, it's a sort of, a, it, and it, basically the whole show is just the context being laid out for this, sort of one thing that I said. Yeah. Um, and it's quite serious. And that I, sounds
0: good. So I, have to far, say, I know. I so, mean, that
2: sounds intriguing. So far, it has been well received. It's, yeah. it's funny, yeah. but it's, and you know. I will just
3: refresh your plates for the tuna. Thank you very much. How was the pork? Very good.
2: Beautiful. Thank you. The, and the response, and, and incredibly tender, considering it's, you know, it's just medium rare, you know. Is that, the, is that because of the acorn fed, or is that because, because it's the shoulder? they
3: eat and they right. run freely. So yep. They're not kept in a small... In a pen, They
2: right. have miles and miles to run mm. um, But yeah, the feedback so far has been sort of, we laughed and cried, we laughed again, kind of thing. Which Does that, that
0: feel significantly different to?
2: Completely different. show. I've never, never done a show like that.
0: Never. Oh. Never. This is it a kind of reflection of
2: who you are? Well, sometimes I meet up with people like when I'm on tour, and meet up with people I haven't seen in a while, and they'll ask, "So how are you getting on?" i, mean, I, mean, I mean, <laughs> so Have you always, not seen the I, show? Well, no, I can start of saying <laughs> to them, "Do you know what? We'll." We'll, we'll watch the show and it will answer all of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: This is the tuna from Gadira. I see. The Bluefin tuna, hamon, chives, pine nuts, and basil oil. Basil oil. Basil oil. <laughs> Jose, this
2: yeah, is beautiful. Jose. This is our chef. How are you? Thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank you for your hospitality. Thank
0: you. Delicious.
2: This tuna came from South Spain, from Cadiz. Yeah. and um, they've been fishing the the, the tuna mm. the same way for three thousand years. Okay, since the Phoenicians, and it's sustainable fishing. Nice. thank you, and keep enjoying. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for the food. Thank you. Delicious. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Do you play guitar? No, I do own a very you own
0: expensive a guitar. guitar. Yes. Tell me about this guitar.
2: I uh, I own a guitar. I bought a guitar at an auction. It was a, it was another comedian called Phil Nickel. But Nicola used to be in Corky the Juice Biggs, oh. he's a comic and a musician. He texted me one day and said that there was a, an auction, Cooper Owen, mem- rock memorabilia auction. And there was a bunch of stuff at it. So
0: it wasn't a charity auction? No. I was imagining this as no. a charity
2: auction. No. I once bid against
0: Slash for a carpet. Really? <laughs> at a charity auction. No, this was not a charity auction. Thankfully he won. It was literally
2: just a, a, an, an auction auction. But the reason I went, and the reason my friend Phil had told me about it, was it was a guitar that used to belong to Prince, it was a, and it was one of six guitars apparently. There. Now I've, I've I've learned a lot about this since. It's a copy of what's called a Hohner Mad Madcap. It's purple with with flowers on it. It would, it belonged to Sheila E. I did it. Yeah, he had she had put it up for auction, and she had included a certificate of authenticity as a present. Yeah. Um, and I think its reserve price was eight eight grand and there was another person bidding against me and and since then more information has come to light on this guitar so I've got yeah. some photographs in there as well of, of, of Prince playing the guitar of Prince standing next to Wendy Wendy Melvoin when she was playing it and I've got Prince standing next to Ronnie Wood as he played the guitar wow so it's and it turns out you played it in the video for a song called America, which was not a big song, it was off around the world today, but you did play it in the video yeah. for that. And it turns out it's actually a very cool guitar, because he had six guitars made at the same time. Sorry, is this all getting too no, nerdy? No, no, I, I figured it. is, this is all right six guitars Marstrosal. made at the same time, four of which were Telecaster copies. And two of those had a tube in them which sprayed water. So he did like this ejaculation thing over the crowd. This is on the proper Rain Tour. Those two are rotten, they never survived. And then the other two were these mad Madcats. And the reason he got copies made is because the, apparently the pickups in mad Madcats didn't work well with the pedals Prince liked. So he had these copies made instead, or the crew, the tech had these copies made instead. So he had these two Honor mad cats, one of which is pink, one of which is purple, and the pink one with white flowers is in the museum at Paisley Park. Wow! And the purple one is on my wall. So that's the that's the pretty the the, the, uh, the pedigree of the guitar. Yes.
0: Yeah. I've got some uh, good guitar stories. Who have you got?
2: That, what have you got that's, that would be cons- considered memorabilia? When,
0: when we did the um, first Comet Relief live gig. Yeah and we were the young ones and we just had a hit with um
2: with Cliff Richard with Cliff Richard
0: there was a three night thing and there was a bit where where Vivian did a guitar solo yeah we kind of changed it and i'd previously because i'm i'm a guitarist and uh, i'd previously bought uh, a black and white stratocaster oh, yeah. that looked exactly like the one Eric Clapton played because sorry to because in I, the,
2: sorry in the video yeah for that joke wasn't the joke that Rick Pretends to do the guitar solo, yeah, and then, and then you, there's a pullback the reveal, and, and somebody else behind him doing it.
0: Not somebody. It's, it's uh, Hank,
2: um, Hank Marvin. Hank Marvin. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we
0: couldn't yeah. get Hank for the gig. Yeah. So the idea was going to be that I would do it. I got my own guitar. Right. And um, we, we didn't. We didn't have Cliff every night either. One I'm night sure. we had Bob Geldof it. Okay. So uh, Bob Geldof was singing the song. I picked up the guitar to play the thing, something didn't work in it, and uh, there was no noise coming out. Right. Because it was my only guitar. Okay. I very carefully put it back on its stand, because I paid a lot of money for it. Okay. And Bob Geldof picked it up and smashed it to pieces. Oh oh my god! Yeah, to amuse the comic relief crowd.
3: Okay, gentlemen, we've got something sweet. This looks nice. So we got a classic uh, Tarta de Santiago. It's an almond, cake and we're serving it can be served with some uh, raisins, uh, soaked in Pedro Jimenez dessert uh, and a Pedro Jimenez uh, ice cream. Very mm-hmm. nice indeed. And, and guess what I'm going to give you to pay. Some
0: Pedro Jimenez sherry.
3: Yes, a sweet uh, dessert sherry. Yeah. But it's not, uh, it's what we call a cream. So it's a blend between uh, uh, Palo Cortado and Pedro Jimenez. Right. Well mm. we'll
2: give it a go. So much going
0: on.
3: <laughs>
2: so many moving parts.
3: Yeah.
2: That oh,
0: smells are very nice. Sometimes those Pedro Jimenez can be quite
1: powerful.
2: I really like a dessert wine these oh, I days. Like the first time I ever tasted a dessert wine I thought it tasted like Benelin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not expecting, I did not realise by how soupy it was going to be.
0: The human palate changes, doesn't it, over time? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's been lovely seeing Thank you. Thank you
2: very much indeed. It's it's really been nice, nice catching you up. Again.
0: You know, sometimes you meet someone. I remember meeting you all those times you know, 13 years ago. And I've thought of you as a friend since then. <laughs> and bizarrely, we've, you know, well, I've always seen you com- once when I was
2: drunk since then. I've always been very, com- you know, uh, uh, positive yeah. whenever I mention you to anybody else. Very nice. you who's <laughs> very generous with <for> his time?
0: <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed your lunch. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much to Ed. His Tragedy Plus Time Tour is on until December. Go to edburn.com for more info. And a huge cheers to Jose and his team for making us so welcome. We ate at his Bermondsey restaurant, but he has a number of them. Go to j-o-z-e-p-i-z-a-r-r-o dot for more details. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your pods for new episodes. And please tell everyone about us so we can make some more. Thank you to our production team. Production management is Poppy Thompson. The assistant producers are Rani Prescott and Dulcie Wadcock. Social media is Jonathan Imiere. The recording engineer is Matias Torres Sole. And the mix engineer is Gulliver Tickell. The senior producer is Selina Reem, And executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Out to Lunch is a Sony Music Entertainment production. That was out to lunch We've eaten all the grub that set our lips a smackin' That was out to lunch We polished off the booze and soiled our napkins